Welcome back to the Spiritually Armored Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to start off a series where we talk about being spiritually armored. And we're specifically going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. This is going to be a series, so today is going to be an introduction to the series. And then in the following episodes, we're going to talk about each individual piece of armor. You know what's funny? What's that? Like, our podcast is named Spiritually Armored. Yeah. And we're now finally getting to... <laughs> The, the gospel armor. <laughs> yeah. It's been uh, slow in the making. Yes. All right. So before we get into this, Devin, I want to ask you something. All right. When you picture a modern day soldier mm-hmm. and they're out on the battlefield, what do you picture them wearing or what do you picture them having on, on themselves? Well, as a civilian who's never been in the military, uh, I, I think about the big things. I think about the helmet. Uh, I think about the the I guess it's a bulletproof vest or whatever it, whatever it is that goes on your torso um, obviously you have your gun um, you take your water with you but that's about the extent of my knowledge okay all right so when I was in I had my helmet mm-hmm. I had my uniform I had my plate carrier I had my uh, my magazines that was um, uh, full, full capacity mm-hmm. at that time. So for an for an M4, that was like 210 rounds. Right. I also had grenades on me. I also had my rifle and other attachments with my rifle. I also had my boots. I had my pack. I had my water system. Um, there was one day while we were overseas, I actually had the chance to weigh everything that was on me. Mm-hmm. Because we were trying to weigh ourselves before we got into the helicopter. Come to find out, I had 80 pounds of weight on me. Mm. And that was normal. And I didn't know any better. Yeah. It was just, there's a lot of weight. Yeah. But you need all that stuff. Right. You need all that stuff for the battle. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the gospel armor and how we need all of it for our battle mm-hmm. and uh, against Satan today. So we're going to actually look at Ephesians chapter 6. Okay. We're going to read verses 10 through 18. Right. And then we're primarily going to focus on verses 10 through 13. So would you mind reading sure. those verses? And uh, today I have the New American Standard Bible, and there's some key differences that we'll, we'll bring up later. Okay. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For your, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of the, this darkness, against the spiritual force, forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view. Be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. You know, when we read these verses, I think uh, throughout all Christian, we know about the gospel armor. 
And when we read these verses, we just kind of focus on the armor itself. Mm -hmm. But we really don't focus on verses 10 through 13 as much. Right. Because this is Paul Paul saying, here's the buildup before you wear that armor. This is what you need to know before you wear this armor. Right. And it starts off there in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the, the who? The Lord. The Lord. And in the power of his might. Paul right now is saying, do not trust yourself. Do not put all your power and strength in yourself in this battle because you're going to lose. Right. You need God to help you in this fight. He goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God. That's a command. Mm Mm-hmm. Put on the whole armor, not just a few pieces, mm-hmm. not what you think is best for the situation at hand. No, Paul wants us to know that God wants us to wear all of his armor. Right. And you think about this, uh, if you don't put on that full armor, for example, say you miss your helmet. Say you don't take your helmet. Well, your your head is now vulnerable. Mm-hmm. There's a place for someone to attack you. It's the same concept here if you miss your helmet there's a place where you are weak and it will be easy for you to fall to temptation yes and uh it it reminds me of a movie um i know i've asked you before have Mm -hmm. you seen black hawk down i have not you have not and uh uh it's it's a good movie of course it's got it's got some language and and stuff in Mm -hmm. it but it's 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 a true event that happened back in the 90s in Somalia mm-hmm. when a couple of Ranger Battalion guys and also Delta operators went in for an operation and everything goes south. Right. And there's a part in that movie before they actually go out go out on the mission. They're pre- uh, they're prepping for everything. And you see them like getting all their rounds together and their kit together. And there's a scene where a guy is actually pouring water into his canteen and one dude is saying you're not going to need that. We're not going to be out there very long. Mm-hmm. You have another guy, he's putting not, night vision goggles on, and the other dude says, you're not going to need that either. Come to find out, it was actually Tom Hardy. That's when he was like <laughs> younger and skinny, not so buff, okay. you know? <laughs> but, um, and then there was a dude who actually was taking his uh, bulletproof plates out of his plate carrier. And I think there's a scene in that movie where he actually gets shot in the back. Mm. And... You're leaving yourself vulnerable, like you said, mm-hmm. if you do not take the whole armor of God. Right. And there's something else I want want to say, too. Um, you, you think about what Paul is saying here about this armor. You know, when we, uh, when we think of a soldier today, we kind of think of someone uh, in our modern times, mm-hmm. you know. He was probably picturing, and they were probably picturing, someone more like a Roman centurion. Right. Something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And you think about their layout, their armor that they had. It was both offensive and it was defensive. But it also was designed to support and help their soldier next to them. Right. Uh, consider their shield. Mm-hmm. Their shield was four foot tall by three foot wide. Mm-hmm. And they were able to lay their shield down and get behind it for cover. And then the soldier next to him was able to take the other shield, put it on top. That way they could have uh, enough security for, I guess I'm trying to say 360-degree security if they got into a formation like that. 
Yeah, and there's a, a, a show called Vikings. Again, you know, I enjoyed it, but there's some worldly things in it. But when you watch the fight scenes, they do the same thing. It's a really good depiction so that we can get an idea of how they used their defense in order to make an offense. Mm-hmm. And so if if we do not put on the full armor of God, we're not just hurting ourselves, right. but we have the potential of hurting our brothers and sisters That's right. as well. Mm-hmm. And Paul wants us to know right here that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And what, what does your translation say? Uh, that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. I like that better. Yeah. So Paul is showing us that the devil, the devil is our enemy. Right. He's the one that we need to be watching out after. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a couple verses that I want us to kind of look at that talks about our enemy, Satan. Right. Uh, the first one is Revelations chapter 12, and that is verse 17. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commandments and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Okay, so like we see in the full book of Revelation, it's depicting this battle. This mm-hmm. battle until Jesus at the end, as we see, is victorious right. over Satan. But during the time that he has not come yet, guess what? We are fighting against Satan. And mm-hmm. that's what he's doing right here. He's waging war against those that believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. We also got First Peter chapter 5, and starting at verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Rest him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Okay, so a couple things we can see in this mm-hmm. these these two verses. One, Satan is described as being a lion. Right. Now, if you were out in the plains of Africa, just by yourself, do you think that you could win against a lion? If I had me in my hands, no. <laughs> what, what about what about little baby Simba? Do you think you can win against Simba? Maybe. Maybe. There's okay. a chance, I think. I don't think so. All right? <laughs> However, there's not many people I know of who can actually fight a lion on their own. Right. But there's plenty of cases that we see of people using weaponry to mm-hmm. win against lions. Absolutely. And it's kind of like right here. You're not going to win against a lion on your own mm-hmm. unless you have something to fight with. Right. And God is providing that armor for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also says something about Satan. You need to be sober. You need to be vigilant. It means we need to watch the surroundings. We need to pay attention to what we're doing. Yeah. And I also, it, I, I think it brings this idea of being prepared. Mm. Uh, we have to be prepared for what Satan is going to bring to us. And I think the armor of God does a great job of preparing us if we're equipped with it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I read, be sober, be vigilant. Like you said, be watchful. That's be sober, be vigilant, be ready for anything that will come your way. And, you know, I, we were talking earlier and I made the analogy you may say you have enough money saved up for anything that may come your way, but you truthfully, you don't really know what could come your way. Right. 
it could be something way more expensive than than the amount of money you have. Mm-hmm. So you have to be prepared. And to to emphasize on that, you know, you talk about being ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we like to think we're ready all the time. Mm-hmm. And God, of course, right now is giving us the armor that we need. Right. And you know what? I can give, I can give you any armor. I can say, go out there into the battlefield. But does that mean you're ready for it? You have to be properly trained with it as well. Right. You can have all the greatest gadgets and gizmos and weaponry in the world, but if you don't know how to properly use it, you're set up for failure. Right. So God is giving us both the weapons that we need and also the training we need. And it kind of it upsets me when people say, well, I don't need to go to worship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your training. Yeah. That's your training. Yeah, and kind of adding on to this, that being spiritually armored is a very unique thing. Because think about our lives. We can never be fully prepared for what may come. We just don't know. We don't know what's going to come. But here, and this is why I say this is unique, we know exactly what we need because God has told us exactly what we need so that we can be prepared for the temptations. Absolutely. Also here in verse 8, it says, Your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. He's looking for you. Yep. He's wanting to find you. And it's kind of like a hunter. You know, uh, when you go out to hunting, you try to find the spots that you know that the deer are going to be at. Because mm-hmm. it's going to make it easier for you. Right. Well, He's trying to make it easier for himself as well, for you to fall into those same traps. Absolutely. And it, But what we see, if we are being sober and vigilant, in verse 9, we're going to resist him. We're going to be steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. If I know that something tempts me, I'm going to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. If I know there's something I struggle with, guess what? I'm going to prep myself that way I don't fall into that temptation. Right. And in the end of verse 9, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging to know that I'm not the only person who is suffering from the attacks of Satan. It's encouraging to know that you go through the same things. Mm-hmm. Also, my brothers and sisters here at this congregation go through the same things. And what we can encourage each other to stay strong. Right. Yeah. And you brought up the point of uh, going to worship or people saying, I don't need to go to worship. Well, if you don't go to worship, how are you going to build the relationships that you need to be strong? Mm-hmm. How are you? How You won't even get the edification weekly. I mean, really, we should be getting that more than weekly, but... Again, if you're not going to worship, how are you going to build those relationships? Yeah, it's, it's that armor that you use together mm-hmm. in that formation. That's right. Also got one more verse uh, talking about the devil, and that is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Um, I, I, I've told you about this before, mm-hmm. and when I was in the army, we, we trained on some ambushes. So you'd be out in the woods and you look for a tight linear spot where people would come in and they would kind of, uh, weaken their ranks. Right. And what you would do is that you would, you create a, an L type ambush. 
mm-hmm. so that you have direction of the fire so when they come in, you, you've got them choked. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Well, Satan is uh, he's doing the same thing, and he's doing it by his devices. He wants you to be choked by his devices, and he's going to ambush you right there right. if you're not paying attention. Absolutely. All right. So going on, when we go to verse 12, it says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Uh, The ESV also says this. Against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The New Living Translation says against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Devin, I think Paul is trying to say that this battle that we're in right now, it's not physical. Right. It's not a hands-on battle. However, though, we do know that it takes place also in the physical world. Mm-hmm. It is a spiritual battle that we see the results of it in our physical realm. Right. And it could be physical in the sense that maybe there's nations that are doing evil things to the people. Mm-hmm. Or there's laws that are coming out that are against God's word. It's teaching that when we go into the workplace that people are saying false things about God mm-hmm. and his people. But at no time is it anything violent by physical terms that we do in the operation of it. Right. And we read from Ephesians, and it reminds me of back in Acts when Paul, and I believe it's Silas, are back are in Ephesus trying to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. They're, they don't have much opportunity, and the rulers in, Ephesians, in Ephesus come to them praising Diana, their the god the goddess of Ephesus. Right. That's a a a spiritual battle and that's kinda what is being talked about here. We're gonna face these things in life where people are worshiping other gods or other idols. But really, who's bringing that about? Well, it's Satan. Right. Right. And it seems like there's things that are going on that we can't see. Right. But we're seeing the outcome of Satan's work. Right. Uh, to kind of emphasize the point more, I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 26. Okay. Matthew 26. And we're going to look at verse 49, and we can go all the way down to... Uh, Let's go verse 56. Okay. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached and drew his, out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? 
How then will the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me, as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple, teaching you, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures of the prophets. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Okay, so right here we have Judas coming down with this mob to take away Jesus. He kisses him, and then the soldiers grab him. Mm -hmm. What we see next in verse 51 is that there is one of those, one of the followers of Jesus, who takes out a sword and cuts off the ear mm -hmm. of one of those soldiers. We find out later on in another gospel account, that's Peter. Right. And... Jesus encourages this, right? He goes, yeah, stab him, right? Kill him right there. Absolutely not. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he says, put away your sword. Yeah. Put it away. You don't need it. And I think that's something strong uh, that we need to understand. Right. Because Jesus even says right here, I could have provided angels to destroy everybody, all my foes, if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. Right, And it's showing that we are fighting a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. And I bet you've heard this too. I've heard a lot of people say, there's been a lot of things. Christians have done a lot of bad things over the years mm -hmm. in the name of Christ. And I hate that. I yeah. hate that because they are confusing Christianity was something that's not Christianity. Exactly. Because if they're following the teachings of Christianity, they wouldn't have done those things. That's right. Um, but we've even seen in Catholicism, Crusades is a great example. Also, there's the uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Mm -hmm. You're trying to convert people by force, thinking that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Well, this reminds me, even recently in, the, in our area, there was a school who... Had I, they had opened up a Satan club, and that, the yeah. way some of these parents responded wasn't in a a Christian way. Uh, I spoke to a, a lady who used to teach there. She said that they were getting bomb threats via email daily from people who were professing to be Christians. Wow, is that what a Christian should do? No. Absolutely not. We should be praying. We should go to them respectfully and explain through the scripture, why what they're doing there is wrong. Right. And it, it just, just think about it. We are converted by a system of, of faith, right. you know, being convicted by faith. Right. If we are uh, forcing people to become Christians, well, they're not becoming Christians. Then. Right. Because it's not by personal conviction, it's by fear. That's right. So... What we are fighting right now, and Paul is even saying it, we need to put on the gospel armor, the armor that God has provided, the training that he has provided, because we are fighting a spiritual battle that we cannot face alone in this physical world. Right. Now we got verse 13. Verse 13 says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, which we've emphasized on that, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand. Uh, tell me this. When do you think that evil day is? Well, I think that's now. 
I think, I think it is that's too. the present day. I think it is and too. We can go to Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 15 and 16. And that reads, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So, Paul's writing here to the church in Ephesus, and this is a present tense, tense in this letter. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you better walk carefully, because guess what? We... This is the, the the days that we are in now are evil. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me, all in my uh, on my first deployment, there we were at station at a certain location that they said, uh, "Guess what? Get everything on, be ready, because it's guaranteed that you're going to get attacked." And it's like, well, okay. So it's like you are prepping yourself right then and there. You have all your armor on to be ready for that moment. Mm-hmm. It's the evil day right then and there. Right. And so what? Maybe it doesn't happen. But you're still during this evil time that you have to be ready for Satan to attack at any moment. Absolutely. When you don't expect it. Yep. That's right. And I think this is interesting. I know it's interesting. And having done all to stand. You know, when we put on the full armor of God, we're going to be able to stand. Right. We will be able to stand at the end of the battle knowing that we did all that we could but it's not by our power but it's by God's power that's right and we can look back and say there's no way I could have got through this yep unless it was for God that's right I agree yeah so that concludes our introduction but in the coming weeks we're gonna like I said we're gonna cover all of the all the entirety of the armor of God so the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, or uh, as some translations say, preparation of the gospel of peace, uh, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So make sure to tune in when we post those videos. Yeah, because it's going to be in-depth. It's going to be very in-depth. But thank you for tuning into this episode. If you had any questions, please reach out to us. We're more than willing to help you. Uh, we're more than willing to just email you back and forth. Um, and our email is bespirituallyarmored at gmail.com. That's bespirituallyarmored at gmail.com. That's, that's all. That's all we got. See you next time.